This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the chumba life is for everybody so go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Curtain Call podcast. My name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor over at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, joined as by, as always, one Mr. Jeffrey Benedict. Jeffrey, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Michael. I love to hear that. And as you can see, everyone on YouTube and Facebook right now that, that are watching us live, there's no third person in a little box below us. Not because uh, this week was is, is the University of Illinois week and breaking down uh, Kendrick Green. Turns out the Illini don't have too many beat reporters. And on top of that, the beat re- reporters they do have don't respond when you ask them to do podcast hits. So here we are. It's just myself and Jeffrey tonight. We're hanging out, giving you the breakdown of Kendrick Green the best we can. So to immediately throw it over to Jeffrey Benedict, uh, when it comes to the Steelers' center position and going beyond Kendrick Green himself, can anyone replace what Marquise Pouncey was able to do for so many years at that center spot? Well, I think we've been there before. You know, this isn't the first time we've been like, "Wow, how are we going to replace this guy?" Uh, with like, we had that with Mike Webster, uh, and and we got Dermani Dawson <laughs> after that. Dawson, when we lost him, we were followed with quite a few actual decent centers between uh, Dawson and Pouncey. There was also some, obviously, some some not as good ones. Uh, but mostly, the Steelers have a good line of centers. For, for Marquise Pouncey, replacing him uh, as an individual is going to be hard. I think he meant more, you know, Dermani Dawson, you can watch his highlights and just be like, wow, like few people could do what he could do from the center position. Uh, Marquise Pouncey was, was a great athlete, but 
he he wasn't as dominant on film, you know, as a as a as a Webster or a or a Dawson. But Marquise Pouncey was was great in the locker room. He was a heck of a leader. Um, and that team, he that offensive line turned around. Turnaround started when they drafted him in two thousand in two thousand ten, and he was. I mean, he's he's just been a rock in the center of that line until, you know, last couple of years. He started really slowing down. Yeah, and I think one of the things the Steelers are going to miss most about Marquise Pouncey is he was that dude in the locker room. He's firing people up. He's the guy. If there's a fight, you know, the first person there it's going to be Pouncey throwing those haymakers. Now, if anyone's given Ben a, a, a chip or something, any of that late stuff, now uh, one of the things I really like about Kendrick Green, he's a fiery personality. I, I think he could be someone that could immediately step in, hopefully not step on toes as a rookie and try to take on too much leadership. But the way he is and like the clips we've seen of him when he was drafted by the Steelers, we saw him like getting fired up. He, he chucks the expensive sunglasses across the room as soon as he uh, hangs up the phone with the Steelers. I, I think he's that dude that uh, if uh, if stuff hits the fan, he's going to be in the middle of it much like Marquise Pouncey was. What do you think of uh, Kendrick Green's uh, personality in that, uh, that li- little kind of snippets we've seen since he's been drafted? And, and do you think that uh, bodes well for a rookie in the NFL, having that kind of intense uh, personality? Or is that something he's going to have to figure out a way to kind of roll out slowly as he becomes more of a veteran player in this league? Oh, I, I love that side of him. Like, watching that video where he got drafted, he he looked like, you know, like like a bull in a, in a rodeo waiting to get let loose. Like, he's in there just like, like he's bouncing around and he's ready to hit somebody, you know, and he just got off the phone. He just got drafted and you're ready to like run through a wall. That guy was, he was, he was, he was ready to go. Um, so I loved that. And I think he, I think he definitely can be that guy that, you know, says, all right, if you, you know, you want to go after my quarterback, then it's on like Marquise Pouncey never, never shied away from getting suspended. Like we saw that with Miles Garrett, Mason Rudolph, like you know, kicking someone a little far, but punching them in Pouncey the helmet. Doesn't care. Pouncey mm-hmm. didn't care. Pouncey was that dude. He's like, no, you already crossed the line. It's on. You know, it's it's now it's a now it's a bar fight. Like we're just gonna we're just gonna throw down until we get separated. Um, he was that dude, and I think Kendrick Green, I think he I think he'll embrace that uh, that kind of personality as well. And he is definitely a guy you could see. I would see, and really, I think that's a great way he can gratiate to his team, man. If someone takes a cheap shot at a quarterback, even in preseason, just go, just go get them. You know, go do the thing, and uh, that that's team teammates love that. Your teammates love that. Oh, absolutely! And one of the things I'll, I'll never forget about Marquise Pouncey is that prime time game. I believe it was 2018 against the Carolina Panthers. The Steelers were beating the snot out of the Panthers that game, and I remember Ben tucking the ball, scampering for about 15, 20 yards, a a pretty exceptional run for Ben Roethlisberger. He slides, and I think it might have been Trey Boston tries to take a little chip shot on him as he's sliding. And my goodness, Marquise Pouncey was there in a heartbeat, and I thought that poor soul was about to leave his body because Pouncey was having (laughs) none of that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Like, he's – I love it. I love it. There's a reason – 
there's a reason Ben loves that guy. That guy, he, he's got his back. And hopefully that's exactly what the Steelers get out of Kendrick Green. One of the things that we saw the Steelers do with Marquise Pouncey, he started right away the first snap his rookie year. He was that dude. If the Steelers give Kendrick Green a chance to start right away, could he take that job on day one? You know, I think he can. It depends on what they're asking of him. Like, you've got to make sure that the job you're asking him to do is playing to his strengths. You know, you, you've got to make sure it fits right. Uh, but yeah, he, he has a shot at it. He has a chance at it. Um, I and, and again, it's, it's, it's BJ Finney starting out there. He's the veteran. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how the offense works and uh, what specifically they want from their centers, because that's, that's where you're going to see how well BJ Finney and how well Kendrick Green fit early on. Yeah, you know what? I have a hard time believing that uh, a lot of these rookies won't get playing time right away, especially the higher draft pick guys. Uh, when it comes to center spot right now, the Steelers really have Hassenauer, who's the, the longest tenured guy, technically. He's had the, the longest consecutive years on the Steelers. Uh, then you got Finney, of course. He spent the most time with the Steelers, but struggled mightily on two very poor offensive lines last year I, I think there's going to be a real shot of Kendrick Green kind of grabbing that brass ring and starting right away do you see any any major concerns with that like do you do you care that the Steelers could would be giving a third round pick that like an extraordinary amount of playing time that early especially because he's only played four games in his career at center and 28 others at guard well beyond that he uh he has admitted he has never done a shotgun snap. He didn't play center in high school. Uh, Illinois ran almost everything out of uh, under center, and he didn't play center that much. So he he's like he's gonna be shotgun snapping in a game for the first time uh, if he if he starts for the Steelers. That's <laughs> that's I mean that's something. That's that's right there. You have pictures of uh, in your head of that snap from Marquise Pouncey in the wild card game where he slightly mistimed, you know, his, his leaving his feet, you know, he, he started to move up into a stance a little too early and it pulled his hand like, and the ball goes sailing. It, it, just watching that play, uh, the number of times I watched that play, uh, it shows just how center is incredibly about repetition and doing the exact same thing, and and your every motion you make being timed, right? Like you start boom, and you don't start moving your knees until this point, and like that's when you explode forward. Because if you throw off that snap, the whole play's gone. The whole play is gone. Um, so for me, that's the question mark. Is this guy? He's not a center, not yet. He has to become a center. He's an offensive lineman who's filled in at center. He's, he's shown he can do it, but he needs to be a center if you're going to put him in there and start him every single every single game. Because if, if if people get film on him and realize, hey, if you you know you you get in his head a bit this way, you can mess with his ability to snap. I mean, he's going to be in trouble. Yeah, as someone who played the, that center spot for better part of 15 years, it, like you spend what 10 minutes before practice just just doing snaps, whether or not it's with the quarterback, you're just doing it every single day. Before games, you go out early, you practice snapping. Snaps. It, it is a ton of reputation, typically not something 
someone picks up immediately there there is a little bit of technique obviously to it and like snapping yeah. and stepping at the same time and being able to to do a, a, a kick slide moving backward and snapping the ball or laterally or uh, being aggressive with the nose tackle over you. It's, it's all these things that uh, you, you got to figure out uh, how to step every single direction, you know, in an awkward stance as it is while being accurate with the snap, which should be in the same spot every single time you snap the ball. Of course, Marquis Pouncey was kind of a, a sh- like a, a shotgun snapper in the sense of the ball went everywhere. What it was. Yeah. What you want from your center is the ball to be going between the numbers of the quarterback every single time catch, same thing, uh, to the point where quarterback doesn't even have to watch the snap. They just know it's going to hit him there. Marquise Pouncey, it, it was coming any direction. And that was his thing his whole career. So I guess having Ben as your quarterback makes that a little bit easier. But I, I definitely think there's a bit of concern when it comes to not doing those snaps. And something Kendrick Green is going to have to commit to all offseason long. And this preseason will be huge if he looks decent like i'm not even talking like like a top 10 center in this league i'm talking like if he looks fine do you think that's enough for him to be the the week one starter no i don't think it is uh i'm higher i know a lot of people are really down on bj finney because of his because what he did last year uh but we actually learned like he he wasn't able to work out where he was covid hit he didn't have a like he's he's making up stuff on his own. He doesn't have he didn't have his own home gym. He didn't have you know that setup. He's a guy who goes out and and he, all of a sudden he's locked out. He has no workout like and NFL shape isn't like hey you know I can I can run around the I can run around the neighborhood jog here and I can uh, you know lift some flower sacks of flour or something you know that we you do when you're a kid and you don't have a gym but you can't you can't NFL train if you actually lose access to your trainer to your to your equipment to your you know uh so he's he's talked about that he was not in nfl shape when he went to camp for when he actually showed up for the seahawks uh and he didn't fail his physical because they couldn't give him his physical they weren't able to give it to him until like like something like a month later and then he failed it like after he was already with the team, he failed his physical. He talked about that. Like he never really recovered. Uh, so there's a chance BJ Finney is going to be, you know, back to what we saw in 2019, and more of that, and and not the disaster he was in 2020. And because of that, I, I think Kendrick Green is going to have to show significantly more than just, you know, I can handle the position. Mm. I, he's going to have to. He's going to have to take it from BJ Finney. If I'm not mistaken, BJ Finney's uh, kind of on the larger side of, of centers. If I'm not wrong, there, like I think he's like the better part of over six three. If I'm not mistaken on that, as you search that search that up for me. But what I do know is Kendrick Green uh, is just a shade over six foot one. Is that something that concerns you a little bit? There's been a lot of centers with success in the NFL before that are undersized, but having someone that's a little on the shorter side. Does that concern you at all? I'm not as worried about it at center. Uh, when we talk about him projecting to also being able to play guard, I, I think he's a guard in the same way BJ Finney. BJ Finney is uh, legit six four, yeah, and he, he's over 300, so he's got about 15 pounds and right around three inches. 
on uh, on Kendrick Green. So it's a, it's a little bit. He's got a little bit of advantage there. Uh, but he also has shorter arms. That, that causes him problems. He's in a guard. You see it show up on film. When he moves to guard, he's not quite as good. Uh, and Kendrick Green, there's a reason as a college guard, you know, he wasn't valued as highly. I know PFF had him ranked like the third best guard in college football during the season. And uh, then like he fell down everyone's draft board because they're like, yeah, but he's, you know, he's six foot one and has shorter arms. He has like BJ Finney style arms. Uh, he's not he's not going to be able to play guard, you know. And so at that point, he really was, you're just projecting him to center a position he hasn't played that much. Uh, so I think I think the Steelers, the Steelers got him for his attitude. They got him for his personality. They got him for his his physical ability. Uh, and we'll have to we'll have to see. I don't I don't think I don't think the size is too bad at center. Um, Steelers tend to like bigger centers, but I, I think they can handle Kendrick Green. Uh, I, I don't think he'll be a problem at center. There is question marks about how he transitioned to guard, though, into the NFL. Jeffrey, I'm worried about you. It sounds like a train's coming in to try to take you out. <laughs> yeah, let me let me go let me go close my window here real quick. <laughs> oh, it's all good. There, there's there's no worries about that. But uh, uh, with this pick, uh, maybe I'm looking a, a little too far into it, but. Perhaps maybe the Steelers might be looking into a shorter center because they see the next couple waves of quarterback entering the league are shorter. The, most guys aren't measuring taller than six foot two. Am I looking into this too much, or perhaps could the center the Steelers be looking at a center that's a little bit shorter because they realize the next quarterback is likely going to be below average in terms of height? Yeah, you're not. There's not a lot of Ben Roethlisberger's coming out anymore. Um, I, see, I don't know if that would play into it. I, I could see it if that's if they have some reason to think that's a thing. Um, that is actually a really interesting question. I, I wonder if anyone's done anything on whether that's a whether that matters for a shorter quarterback. Well, you see, you see it in years past with Drew Brees and Russell Wilson, even Kyler Murray to extent that when they throw the ball, if it's not a quick pass, they're kind of getting out of the pocket. To, to get rid of the ball and get past the offensive line so they can work the ball down the field because they just can't see down the field. And then when you look at next year's draft class, sure, you got Desmond Ritter, who's about 6'4", but he's someone that could be viewed as like a second-round pick, potentially a first-round pick. There's a guy like Tyler Shug who's like 6'5", but that's someone else who transferred schools after struggling. Most of these guys are like six foot to 6'2". They're shorter. They're not 6'6", Ben Roethlisberger. They're not these monstrous dudes coming out. And other than DJ, oh, good goodness, I, I shouldn't have even brought it up because now I'm going to have the butcher's last name. I think it's like Yugalele out of Clemson who's coming out in like 2023. Like that guy's like 6'5", but that's about it. it, it there's just like a generation of short quarterbacks coming out, and that's something that the Steelers don't view Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins as the next guy. That's something they're going to have to take into consideration because there just isn't the height coming out anymore so uh, i i guess we can't really dwell on this quarterback thing because and that's that's future years problems but getting back to kendrick green specifically when it comes to his best attributes one of the things that i've seen a lot is people rave about how good he is as a puller and i feel that lot out of our center would you agree that that's kind of his best attribute and one of the reasons why the steelers took him as high as they did I'd say his mobility definitely is is a big factor. 
Um, better than his pulling, I think his outside zone work, his lateral mobility in an outside zone scheme where you're just, you know, you really quickly have to get, you know, a yard and a half to two yards in one direction, just boom, snap the ball and then be there. Uh, he's fantastic at that. His 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 outside zone work is is better than Marquise Pouncey, and Pouncey was a very uh, good mover, especially when he was younger. When he came out of the draft, he was incredible. Uh, Pouncey, to me, was much more of a puller. He is an excellent puller, one of the best I've ever seen. Uh, Kendrick Green is good at that. I think he's better in your outside zone lateral movements, and, and I think that's a big sign uh, that the Steelers really value that, that Steelers really want – that outside zone to work and they're going to have to because when they were running it last year that's not something you know uh kevin dotson was great at so if you had a center and a and a guard right next to each other both of them you know being like okay i might need a little help reaching this guy uh they can't help each other if they're both looking for other people to help them you can't do that so i, I think green's ability in outside zone is is kind of a big deal with in Matt Canada's and Matt Canada's offense. Yeah. And to me, I, I think the, the nastiness of his, like the style of blocker is something that they definitely valued. And one of the reasons why they, they picked him so highly. And it, I think he's a guy that could definitely help. Obviously this kind of theme in the off season was improving the rush the rushing attack. And I, I think he's a guy that's definitely going to help this team do exactly that. One of the things we talked about over the last couple months is offensive line playing beside, well, depending where they are in line, the guys they play beside. So that means if you're a left guard, you're playing beside the center and the left tackle. And you can kind of shift that around depending on any whichever spot. One of the things that we saw last year, you specifically told me, is J.C. Hassenauer when he entered the game, how Kevin Dotson kind of dropped off a, a cliff a bit. Do you think Kendrick Green is someone that could help grow Dotson's game and help DeCastro return to 2019 form? Or is he someone that uh, they might struggle this upcoming season trying to play beside? What I've watched of him, I think he will really work well next to Kevin Dotson. Uh, he he has, He really shows his nasty streak on those inside zone runs. When they double team people, Kendra Green is is just a monster in those. When you set him free to find a linebacker, uh, he he's looking for someone to bury. He's not looking for someone to block. He's looking for someone to just take out. Uh, and you you'll love that because you might not get a you might not get the cleanest shot at a linebacker. You know you're not going to just get to wrap him up and and hold him all the time. But if you can get a nice shove on him, you can throw a shoulder into him. You know and and really knock him out of the way. So I think him and Kevin Dotson are going to be good together. Uh, DeCastro, man, DeCastro is, he's that dude. He just does his own thing. Castro does his thing. And it's, it's usually at a high level last year. We saw it not so much. Uh, there's been different takes on why I, I, I still think he wasn't the same coming back from injury, uh, until late in the season when he started, he started picking up his game. Um, but yeah, he, I, I think, I think DeCastro will be fine with pretty much anybody. Um, Kendrick Green to me and, and Dotson is. I look forward to that. Those two are going to be good together. I think that's going to be a nasty combo. I'm excited to see those uh, those zone plays running over to the left side. I think that could be a lot of fun. But this line in general, obviously, there's a ton of different pieces from a year ago. Is this group going to be better 
Is it going to be worse? Is it going to be the same? Is there going to be growing pains and it gets better as the year goes on? What's kind of your prediction for this offensive line as a whole? Oh, it, it depends on what offensive line you're talking about from last year. Uh, if, you, if you're talking about the the few times we saw, you know, if you go talk, look, the best line to me, the best line all year that the Steelers had uh, was early in the season when Kevin Dotson was in for David DeCastro. And then DeCastro came in and was just as good, and then he got hurt. And then he came back, and then the line went down when he came back from injury. The line really dropped off. Um, to me, that line is going to be harder to match. Uh, when they, That's, that's going to be tough because those guys on the inside were really doing well together at the early parts of the season. Um, but I think they can. I think they match it. As good as Matt Filer is in pass blocking, just straight-up man-to-man pass blocking – and as good as he was in, you know, one-to-one blocks in power game too. Like anything basically where it's just take that guy, deal with that guy right across from you, and that's it. Uh, Matt Filer was a beast. Uh, when it came to more complicated schemes, when it came to combo blocks, he was terrible. Like he he was not good. So I don't know. I, I guess I'd say the, that line, probably a bit much to expect. Uh, this this line to match, especially early on. But late in the season, when it was J.C. Hassenhauer in there, uh, yeah, that's they they could easily be better than that. And they should. If they're not better than that, then the Steelers are going to be the worst offense in the NFL. Oh, and we do not want that. Um, yeah. Since the last – sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, they were bad enough. The rest of the players wouldn't matter. If you had Najee Harris into this group and this offensive line is as bad as it was, you know, week 14, 15 of last season, it won't matter. It won't matter who the receivers are. It won't matter who the tight end is. It won't matter who the, the running back is. The line will just be that bad uh, that it won't matter. The offense will be trash. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh, with the amount of names they've added, there's certainly a, a ton of potential to say the least. So that side of things is exciting. Since the last time we spoke, though, of course, rookie minicamp uh, went down. One of the things that happens at rookie minicamp, and this obviously the Steelers aren't the glitzy team that likes to do some grand kind of uh, announcing of their rookie jersey numbers. They kind of just like, oh, they're here now. This is their numbers because that's what we put in their locker. Kendrick Green took 53, the old number of Marquise Pouncey, for more than a decade. How do you feel about that? Just a, a, a rookie coming in and taking a, a number of someone who could be a Hall of Famer one day and taking it basically as soon as someone could possibly take that number. Yeah, uh, I found that really interesting off the bat. And then I was reading an article about him where they interviewed his brother. Uh, and his brother talked about, like, no, from the minute he switched to offensive line, even when he was playing, you know, you know, a little bit of offensive line in high school, he loved the Pouncey brothers. He followed like them at Florida when they were blocking for Tim Tebow. He followed them in their NFL careers, and he wa- he wore fifty three in college uh, because he wanted to be a Pouncey brother. That's really he wants to be like the younger Pouncey brother, uh, and now he kind of that's the Steelers are like well. Here you go. Here's your chance. You know, you you can't be a penalty, but you can you can replace one. Uh, so he's getting his shot, and and I mean, you have to love that that that, that they went out and got a guy who idolized and molded his game after Marquise Pouncey, 
and he comes in and he, he's taking that challenge up right off the bat. Uh, to me, that's more he's he's given an a honor to the to the number, and also you know setting a high standard for himself right off the bat, saying I'm I want to live up to this. I want to be like the Pounceys. And hopefully he is. Hopefully he's as good as even if he's as good as Mike was. You know, Marquise was clearly better, but if he's as good as Mike Pouncey was when he was healthy, the Steelers are going to be great shape. I remember watching the 2011 draft after uh, Pouncey was taken and being or Marquise and being like Mike Pouncey, Mike Pouncey, <laughs> like chanting it until he went like what like four picks earlier or something like that. Yeah, to the Dolphins. It's just being my heart was crushed that we couldn't have both of them. But oh well, David Castro. Uh, what or no? That was the Cam Hayward draft. The uh, Castro yeah. came the year after. I, Hayward turned out pretty good too. So I'm not I'm not yeah. complaining too much. We're gonna be Steelers okay with that one. Yeah, but um, I'm someone that doesn't like retired jersey numbers. Like you can honor people in other ways, especially in a sport like football, where your offseason roster is what 90, 90 guys. It just doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't work. So like in the same sense, like all right, like you're you're gonna give this guy's number out, but then you're not gonna give out Heath Miller's, who because of his stats will never be a Hall of Famer. Like I, I I'm someone who fights for Heinz War to be in the Hall of Fame every year, but he's still not there. You, you won't give out 86. You, like at some point it's like, all right, where, where do we like draw the line here? It doesn't make any sense. And at some point are we just going to start issuing all these numbers? I, I don't know. How do you feel about Jersey retirements in general? And is, is this just kind of a ridiculous thing? I think there are a very specific few who should be retired and that's it. Like, like you have to pick one or two, like yeah. mean Joe, don't touch that number. Like, just don't agree. Just don't go there. But after that, like, I'm okay with pretty much anyone after that point. Uh, just got to show, re- you know, respect, respect what you're wearing. Uh, I always, I see, I always liked how, how colleges have been doing it now where they like bring in the old player that used to wear that number and kind of make it a big deal. Uh, of course they have, you know, they have more players and they have players every four years coming and going. Uh, but I see, I would love that. Like if they made a deal about it, like if you, if you wear 32, like they're going to do a thing with you and Franco, like, you know, you, you're going to put on when Ben retires, the next person to wear number seven, you know, should have some kind of thing involving Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, exactly. And like, w- one of the things that like kind of sp- started this conversation for me at the very least was when J.J. Watt comes uh, and signs with, with the Arizona Cardinals. Some guy that played on the Cardinals when they played in Chicago, who, who's long since passed away, uh, they retired that 99-4. And they asked his family, oh, can J.J. wear a 99? And they're in an awkward spot. They can't say no. Like, like you, you just it's just a bad look if you were to say no. So it's like, what's the point to begin with? Just let them yeah. wear the dumb numbers. Whatever. Just a tangent. But before we get into our break, I, I do want to ask this one last thing on Kendrick Green. Do you think he will be good? And do you think he will be good right away? I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna be good. Not like really good, not Marquis Pouncey good. Uh but like think Kevin Dotson. You know, he had flaws, but he also showed like, whoa, you know, we want this guy on the field. I expect Kendrick Green to be kind of a Kevin Dotson. Um, Kevin Dotson, obviously, he had weaknesses, and the Steelers were just like, you know what, uh, we'll just let you go 
do your thing and and we'll 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 have everyone else around you figure out you know how to cover for your weaknesses you just go brutally you know murder people in the line <laughs> yeah i i 100 agree with that my thoughts on kendrick green i feel like uh he's a very good comparison to kevin dots in his rookie year the only difference being Matt Filer was definitely someone that you could argue is like, well, Matt Filer is a solid offensive lineman. I, I feel like Filer's further along than BJ Finney is, hence why Kendrick Green is more likely to play, and then the Steelers are were more likely to turn the position back over to Matt Filer when he came back from injury. Whether or not that was the right decision, it wasn't, but whatever. <laughs> Agree with you there. Um, so with all that being said, if you're listening on the audio platform side, just click over to part two. We will be, uh, breaking down some other Steelers stuff. If you're watching on Facebook and YouTube, just hang tight. We will be back in just a moment. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.